Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where all that the Catholic Church believes and teaches is served fresh daily. So come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzymski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, sitting here with Tom Dorian and Doug Rakulski. Present. My friends. Good Very morning. Good. Very good. Uh, your, your, your check is in I'm the mail. I'm snapping, too. That's awesome. Thanks for go. being here, Tom. I'm here always for you. Thanks for being here, Doug. You're welcome. Hey, and I just want to, before we start anything else, <laughs> I want to send a shout-out. I know we don't do this often. We don't. But I just heard through the grapevine that there is a girl named Susan... She works at the newborn ICU at the University of Chicago. I just want to say hi. Susan, we found out that Susan's a, a fan of ours. Really? Awesome. Isn't that like something? Thank you. That yeah. is very cool. So uh, we're just saying hi, Susan. So if you're listening, uh, I hope you uh, I, I hope like you the way you said that. that. Yeah. It was uh, high pitch there. Well, very, uh, I'm trying to be a cherub-like. There you go. There uh, go. So anyway. Well, since we're from Memphis, you ought to say hey. <laughs> hey, Susan. Hey, Huber says hey. hey. I say y'all. <laughs> well, uh, we are happy to have uh, all of our great listeners. And, yes. And, uh, you know, you're a Chicago boy. I am. Right, Doug? Dougie's in Chicago. And so there's a... Uh, the newborn I ICU. We like you. He's a good. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. And we probably love all the folks at the newborn ICU at the University of Chicago, uh, the hospital there, because you know they're helping little babies. Oh, that's critical work. It's good. That's work. some hard stuff to do. Very difficult. That, yeah, I, I hear uh, some terrible stories, but I'm just thankful there are people that dedicate their their lives and their careers to something like that. Amen. How beautiful that is. Amen. And you know what? You can't do that without the Holy Spirit involved. Amen. That's what I believe. I, I, I sense a segue, Doug. I yes. sense a segue. Yeah, you are sensing correctly, and we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit today. All right. You know, it's interesting. I think that uh, a lot of folks, when we talk about the Holy Spirit, a lot of folks don't spend a lot of time talking about the Holy Spirit because they don't understand who the Holy Spirit is. I'd agree with that. They'll, they'll make the mistake even, um, and there's some, I don't say some heresies, but there are some bad thoughts about They'll, who the Holy Spirit is, but they'll uh, erroneously put um, the Holy Spirit into another category of the what. Right. right. A lot of people will, will think the Holy Spirit essentially is a, is a, a force, like electricity, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that, uh, that God uses, like, you know, or, or, or a great wind. Right. You know, and there's scriptures in there, you know, that may... Describe the Spirit. Yeah, exactly. And, and there are noises associated with the Spirit... Uh, that are not n- normally associated with human beings, I think, sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. But essentially, the, the, the Holy Spirit is the breath of God. And so a lot of people mistakenly think, well, that means it's wind. It's right. not it. It's he, right? Right. The third he, person. That's right. And and he is even described in Scripture as a he. Mm-hmm. In his, uh, uh, there's a person, the third person, as you, you rightly say, Doug, um, in the, the Blessed Trinity. And so... I want to talk a little bit about the Holy Spirit, and a lot of times we we might we might avoid the Holy Spirit because we uh, sometimes don't want to give ourselves over to to things, and we end up uh, being scared of like you know we'll even make fun of people that kind of get slayed in the spirit, you know, and they fall right. down and all that kind of stuff, and it looks like they're whatever, and it's like that scares some people, but right. but there's a lot of stuff I want to sort of um, let's I want to talk about the person of the holy spirit in a way that i think that we can really think wait a second i need to have a relationship absolutely with this spirit because there this is important Mm -hmm. obviously because this this holy spirit is the third person of the of the the trinity 
And it's easy for us to pray to God the Father when we need to, like, cure cancer and move a mountain and do something big. And we need we need a Father-type experience in prayer. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to pray to Jesus because he's our adopted brother and we need a friend to walk with us. And, to, you know, the trials and, you know, because of his um, uh, humanity, you know, we, we have a connection in that way. But it's a little bit harder for some people to pray to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and, just in terms of language. Yeah, what do I say? Father and son just seems more natural, a natural right. relationship. Spirit's a little different. Can't get your hands around it. That's exactly right. In fact, you can't get your hands around it, right? right? It's just sort of like, what is, what's the right. what's the story here? But what I want to do is sort of, I want to go through some scripture verses today where, I don't want to say we demystify, because there's always that beautiful, uh, this is the greatest mystery of the church, is the Trinity. Sure. And there's still that that mystery that surrounds the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and how beautiful the Trinity is. But also, I just want some things that's like, well, wait a second. There is a little more everyday experience with the Spirit that we can have. And so um, I'm going to go through seven different scripture verses in this show. And uh, the reason I chose seven is because seven is that sort of biblical number of, of perfection or completion, right? And so you... It's a when covenant you, number. Well, when you, right. When you hear the number seven, you know that, like, Look it's a big deal. Right? right. <laughs> you go, Tom. You go. Leave me alone. I'm on a roll. That's right. <laughs> it's, a, it's a... Yeah, it's a, it's a honey, honey bun. That's it's the roll he's on. That's, <laughs> that's, that's some, another issue. Some book learning there. <laughs> so, right, when we say seven... Remember how many times do we have to forgive our brother? Seven, not times seven. seven. It's a, exactly. So when you hear you hear seven, it's a big it's a big number. Completion, fullness, right. Uh, right. Uh, satiation, exactly all that stuff. So if I when I say there's seven verses we're going to talk about, or seven seven promises, seven things you're going to get from the Holy Spirit, the whole that that, that Jesus and 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 uh, Saint Paul, we're going to talk some of these things here that that are promised to us, right? That means that seven means there's a lot more than seven. Good idea. Let's but, hear I, it. but I wanted to pick these seven. I thought these sort of talked about things we might need in our everyday life. And yeah. the first one, I want to go to St. Paul's letter to the Romans in that eighth chapter. Uh, and I, I just want to, I, I want to read where, um, where St. Paul says, for all who are led by the spirit of God are sons of God. Right. And you might be thinking, well, I'm focusing on that sons of God part. And we will in a second, but r- right now I'm, I'm looking at a simple little three letter word that's in that uh, sentence led led. Mm-hmm. And, and just the concept that the Holy Spirit leads us. Right. I mean, St. Saint, Saint Paul is telling us that the Holy Spirit will lead us. And if you stop and think about it for a second, we need to be led in life, don't we? We do. We're all looking for the answers. Doug's always looking for the answers. <laughs> always. Yeah. And so, although this morning I was led by Doug to a bagel shop, and that was good. I, I wonder if the Holy Spirit was involved Holy in Spirit. that. He did. <clears throat> that, amen. But Didn't this lead me either. That, <laughs> You need to pray to the Holy Spirit a little bit more. Yeah, no that's kidding. right, obviously. I had a bacon, egg, and cheese bagel, and it was nice. But I guess my, my point in all this is that we are led. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit leads us. And, you know, you know through prayer, through inspiration. Well, he will lead us. I that's think, right. Maybe we have to have that trust, I think. Well, that's faith. That's, that's part right. Of that. That's right. And, and honestly, you know, if you want to be a son of God or a daughter of God, if you want to be called into... Uh, the adopted sonship. Well, the Holy Spirit leads us there. Mm-hmm. We're not left to our own, simply our own devices. We're given free will, but there is a calling, right? And the Holy Spirit is present in that calling. And a lot of us forget that, and we we just we don't think 
through the eye. It's kind of like the neon sign that beckons us, right, in advertising. And we realize that, wait, the Holy Spirit can be, is, and will be that neon sign that, that beckons us to God, that calls us to be sons of God. And that's pretty powerful. Very powerful. Yeah, you can go through life lost, and so many people are lost. And you just look at the world, watch the news for a few minutes, you realize there's a lot of people who are lost. Oh, yeah. Right? Well, they're not sort of being led by the Spirit and realizing that the Holy Spirit is definitely there uh, to, to lead us. Uh, the, the second one I want to talk about is, again, St. Paul writes this letter to the Galatians. And um, starting in that, in that, well, in the fifth chapter, starting at uh, verse 16, I want to read a little bit here. But I say, walk by the Spirit and do not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to prevent you from doing what you would. But if you were led by the Spirit, you were not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are plain, immorality, impurity, licentiousness, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, anger, selfishness, dissension, party spirit, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and the like. I, I was going through that list. There's a lot of things that I think. That's my okay. Friday yeah, night you just right? went through. That's exactly right. Well, that's why we thank God we got confession, right? Absolutely. Amen, brother. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Right? So we're led by the Spirit to be sons of God. But also, if we walk with the Spirit, it bears fruit. Mm-hmm. And those are some great fruits, by the way. Who here doesn't think that the world doesn't need more love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness? Right. right? I think it's unanimous. And when yeah. you turn from those things, you get their exact opposite. Which are the bad things. Right. Right? And that's why we'll talk about, uh, you know, the, the spirit is willing, the flesh is weak. And that's where we, we understand now flesh in and of itself is not bad or evil. When God created us and we created all of creation, he said, and he saw that it was good. He created us and saw that it was in very his image. good. Right? We're made in his image and likeness. It means we're called to a higher calling, you know, than uh, the animal kingdom uh, or the lower animals, right? We're, mm-hmm. we're, or a rock or a tree. Right. You know, we're called to be part of God's creation, but to also participate in that creative process mm-hmm. with God. And, and so to that's powerful, the but the Holy Spirit bears fruit. And this idea that, you know, we, we, we have the, the, the fruits of the Spirit and the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit and these things we get at baptism and confirmation. So few people realize that these are gifts that can be used. They're real. Right. They're oh, they're real. they're real and absolute. So when I hear about someone well, who I hasn't just been can be used, should be used. Amen. And that's that's their errors in our quiver. Right. How can you go through life not having some of these things? Uh, using these these you you know what you can't even exist in this world without right. those gifts. Right. A lot of people who've been baptized and they they go through life and I know we all have different circumstances. But if you're listening to me right now and you've not been confirmed. You're a Catholic, you've had your baptism, you've had your, your first Holy Communion, and you've kind of fallen off the trail. It happens. It happens. We have, uh, we have divorce. We have uh, uh, just j- all kinds of different things that will cause people to sort of like walk away or wander away or just drift away, mm-hmm. right? Not even of their own doing. Children who are raised in a certain way where they just kind of don't get confirmed. There's some gifts that come with, with 
with that sealing of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. that we need in this life. We do. Right? And uh, what we also need is to uh, take a break. And so we're going to come back and talk about the other uh, uh, five different uh, verses, these five other promises, things we can count on with the Holy Spirit right after this. Before we do that, though, I want to remind folks at home we have a great website, www.thecatholiccafe.com. And also, I would love to hear from you. Send me an email, deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. And with that and the gift of the Spirit, we'll be right back. I'm Bess Drzemski, and this is another great moment in church history. Have you ever felt the tug to leave everything behind and become a missionary to a distant land? One man named St. Francis Xavier did just that. He gave his life over and followed the call to bring Christ's love to those who had never experienced it before. Francis Xavier was born into a wealthy and educated family in Spain. The promise of worldly success was laid before him. But he felt that tug to leave the comfort of his home to fulfill the gospel's call to go and make disciples of all nations. While studying at the University of Paris, Francis met St. Ignatius of Loyola, the founder of the Society of Jesus, and the two decided that Francis should be ordained a priest in the order. After many years of prayer and work in Europe, Francis was sent to the East Indies to bring the good news to those who had never known Christ. Francis traveled halfway across the globe to Goa, India, where he began to lay the foundation for the church's mission there. For the first few months, he ministered to the poor and the sick in the local hospitals. He later started instructional schools where the street children heard the teachings of the Catholic faith. From India, Francis traveled to Japan, where he again preached the gospel and baptized thousands of souls. Pope Benedict XVI said of St. Francis Xavier and St. Ignatius, A unique desire, a unique passion it could be said, moved and sustained them through different human events. The passion to give to God a glory always greater and to work for the proclamation of the gospel of Christ to the peoples who had been ignored. In the short span of ten years, Francis Xavier brought thousands into the arms of the church. Through his simple ways and zeal for the gospel, he was able to spread the message of Christ's love to a part of the world barely aware of the Savior's promises. St. Francis Xavier once wrote, Many, many people hereabouts are not becoming Christians for one reason only. There is nobody there to make them Christians. His words apply to our own times as well. We may not be able to travel to distant lands, but we can all share in St. Francis's missionary spirit by spreading the truth of Christ in our families, on our college campuses, and in our communities. St. Francis Xavier's Feast Day is celebrated by the Church on December 3rd. I'm Bess Drzymski, and this has been another great moment in Church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff sitting here with Tom Dorian and Doug Rakulski, and we are talking about the big HS. We are. The Holy Spirit. I like that guy. And the uh, 
the, the promises, the, the, the scriptural promises. And, of course, we're talking about seven of them. We've gotten through two. I hope we get through all seven. <laughs> we'll keep our eyes on the prize, and we'll, we'll get there. Um, and so we, we've talked about how the Holy Spirit leads us, right, to be sons of God, leads us to the sonship of God, and also that the Holy Spirit bears fruit in our lives, right? So I think now this, this next one I want to do is we want to go to St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians. Mm-hmm. And we look at that third chapter, starting at verse 14. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. Mm-hmm. Might. Right? We're strengthened. Mm-hmm. We're strengthened by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit does strengthen us. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing to me how, you know, in this world that we live, it's, it's kind of difficult for a lot of folks. It is Tom, you you uh, you you deal like an in insurance and stuff like that, right? And, and if anyone is interested, I'm not going to tell you. We're not going to advertise that, but I'm just joking. But but the, but the point Thank is, you. you you realize you see people sometimes you at the, at the best times in their life, but also oh yeah, some trials yeah, right? You know, house fires, car they accidents. Do, they do need to be strengthened. You're right. We were just talking about hail earlier. Yeah, you know, and all of a sudden it's like you're like I'm gonna get some calls. <laughs> You know, that's right. And we have trials in life. We have disappointments. We have, you know, just the bad, drudgery. Bad things happen. Yeah. But then also we need to be strengthened for, uh, against the devil. You know, a lot of people don't realize that there is really a devil. And oh, he's, yeah. he's he's coming at you. Prowling about the world, seeking yeah. the ruin of souls. And, you know, um, St. Michael. A- amen. And um, so the Holy Spirit strengthens us with that. Mm-hmm. But also, Doug strengthens us to to do the good as well sometimes we need that that's right we need that supernatural grace or fuel to go therefore right to do what we're supposed to do not just to uh protect ourselves but but really to um um to well to do right in that in that positive sense and that that is something we don't always remember so let's go to the gospel of john right this is number four and here, uh, you know, it's sort of the tail end of things going on, right? And Jesus says in chapter uh, 14, uh, starting at verse 25, These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you. But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. And that's powerful. That now, powerful. you know, if, if I'd have known this, right, if I'd have known this little piece of information... When I was like in the seventh and eighth grades, you know, studying for tests, I'd have answered everything if I'd have, if I'd have trusted the Holy Spirit a little bit more, <laughs> at least on my religion test, right? I mean, you know, it would have been better uh, for us to have all that kind of knowledge. But, but to really rely on the Holy Spirit, I, I got to tell you guys, I don't know how often you do this, but before I um, before I teach, before I when I'm approached by somebody who I know has a deep probing question about the faith or in their something's going on in their lives. You know, a quick prayer to the Holy Spirit. Before I preach, mm-hmm. a quick prayer to the Holy Spirit. Right? Come Holy Spirit. Where you just, you really want the Holy Spirit there. Why? Because he is going to bring to remembrance stuff that I've read in the past. I can't always know that when I'm getting ready to say something. I, I try to kind of know what I'm getting ready to say. But there are times where I'll say things and I go, hey, I hadn't planned on that. Right. And I realize where that comes from. It's the Holy Spirit. Yeah, he's speaking through you. Yeah, people think I'm so smart sometimes. They go, man, you know all this stuff. It's like, you know what? I read it. I'll be honest with you. I did. I did some work. I did my homework, and I read a lot of stuff. 
but I can't tell you the name of that document, the page it's on. I can't probably even find it again. I don't remember who wrote that, but I remember it, mm-hmm. and it sits in my heart, and it waits. The Holy Spirit just kind of it sits there dormant sometimes until someone comes up, and it's like, boom, wow, thank you, Holy Spirit. There you go. Thanks for making me look so good. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I, let's just say this: I rely a lot on the Holy Spirit right. for looking good. Let's jump to number five here. This is Saint Paul's letter to the Corinthians, the first letter. In, um, second chapter, verse 12. And this is, this is another powerful one that kind of piggybacks on some of the stuff that we've, uh, we've been talking about. Quick recap. You know, Holy Spirit leads us, bears fruit in our lives, strengthens us, teaches us. What do we do with all that? Right? So 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is from God, that we might understand the gifts bestowed on us by God. Everything we're given by God, that understanding, boom. Now, that's important. I mean, we, we see things clearer. The Holy mm-hmm. Spirit clarifies, mm-hmm. you know, drills down, laser focus. The Holy Spirit gives us that, right? So it's great to have all this knowledge, but unless you've taken that knowledge and you, you, you comprehend, you understand, you know how to apply it, right, in life, and that's where the difficulty is. You don't want some kind of some brain trust, a photographic memory does you no good. If you're going to try to console, counsel, uh, you know, share the faith, no one wants you to rattle off a list of, you know, 10,000 things. But if you understand the gifts that you've been given from God, oh, my goodness, you, you, can, you can apply that now suddenly. Right. Uh, right. So much Whether more powerfully. Your son's Little League game, an adult formation group, you know, you get hit by a car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and all those, you're exactly right, and all those different things, how often we... Uh, we we you know we don't always seek understanding or clarity. I, I know I've said prayers before in difficult times, like Lord, help me see the wisdom of all this. Help me understand. And I'll even say when I pray, like before RCIA sessions, Lord, send your Holy Spirit of wisdom upon us. Mm-hmm. Right? Help us to discern your will in our lives, and that's important. That, that discernment, but we don't we can't do it on our own. That's right. It's only through that, that, that promised gift of the Holy Spirit to, to clarify in our lives that which is what God intends and his will. That's powerful. So the Holy Spirit leads us, bears fruit, strengthens, teaches, and clarifies. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we live in a crazy world. Things are hectic. Things are always going on. And it's getting crazier. Yeah. Too. So let's look at where, where, can we, where can the Holy Spirit, you know, help us here. And let's go to the apostles who are now huddled in the upper room mm-hmm. after the crucifixion. Hiding out. Yeah, they're freaking out. They're, they're for fear of the Jews. They think they're going to get the same thing, right? They think they're going to get crucified now. Mm-hmm. They're going to get put to death just because they walked around with this guy, mm-hmm. right? And so it says uh, in, in the 20th chapter of John, on the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being shut where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you, as the Father has sent me, even so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them, and he said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Wow. Yeah, and he goes, and, he goes on to give them the authority to, to bind and loose, to, to forgive sins, you know. And, and I, I think about confession and think about what does confession do for me? One of the greatest things it does for me is it brings me peace. It really does. You're right. I, I'm at peace with the Lord. And I know that it's through the the, uh, the work of Jesus Christ that I can have that peace. Mm-hmm. But it's through the gift of the Spirit. See, he breathed on them. 
Right. He breathed on them. I think of the words, you know, the bishop uses at confirmation. Receive the Holy Spirit. Right. Be sealed. Mm-hmm. Right. And you and you when you receive the Holy Spirit, you're at peace. Right. We have that concept of peace and hope and how beautiful that is. And we need some peace and hope in this in this world we live in now. Right. And I want to jump now to this the seventh one. Now, this is, these are certainly not the only verses about the Holy Spirit, but these are some promises that are powerful to us, that the Holy Spirit leads us, bears fruit in our lives, that, that he strengthens us, gives us, gives us might, right? He, that he teaches us and, and causes us to remember what we need to know and he clarifies those things and helps us to, to discern better because it's, things are clearer. And, of course, he brings peace in our lives. And then this last one, these are the words of Jesus before he lifts off right before before lift off and he goes in the ascension Beam me up Scotty. right right to when he goes when he goes to his heavenly throne right right before he leaves what does he say to the apostles he says uh at um, at verse eight in chapter one of the, actually the apostles but you shall receive power when the holy spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses in jerusalem and in all judea and samaria and to the end of the earth he empowers us. The Holy Spirit gives us power to do what? To go, therefore. Remember the Great Commission. Mm-hmm. Go, therefore, and teach all nations. You want to baptize them, right? To do all the work, right. to evangelize, mm-hmm. right? But evangelization is not easy for everybody. We're going, I can't really do that. That's not Well, Nobody you know what? can do it. But if you live in so. the Holy Spirit, Good point. if you walk in the Holy Spirit, he will empower you. He gives you the strength. He gives you the power. He gives you the knowledge. He gives you the understanding, right? And we stop and if, if we, we can convince ourselves that we can't do any of this. Sure. And there are so many Catholics sitting in so many pews and that pew is warm, right? It's warm because they're still sitting there. Now, I understand we have to sit at mass and listen and take it in. But at the same time, we're called to go. To get right. up and go and evangelize. And it's and if, different for everyone. It is. How but. we evangelize is different. Absolutely. I totally agree with that 100%. But the reality is we have to understand that we are empowered right. by the Holy Spirit. And we can't say, hey, I can't do it. It's not for me. That's the Pope's job. That's the bishop's mm-hmm. job. That's the priest's job. Catholic That's Catholic. the deacon. Well, it is the deacon's job. <laughs> That's the deacon's job. That's the nun's job. That's the brother's job. That's my teacher's job. That's the wise whatever job. You know, and the reality is it's all of our jobs. If we trust that the Holy Spirit empowers us and understands that we, he gives us whatever we need and how beautiful that is. So the Holy Spirit leads, bears fruit, strengthens, teaches, clarifies, brings peace, and empowers us. How powerful is that? The Holy Spirit does all those wonderful promises. Let's live in love in the Spirit. And let's close in prayer with that Come Holy Spirit prayer. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit and we shall be created and you shall renew the face of the earth. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit did instruct the hearts of the faithful, Grant that by the same Holy Spirit we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolations. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send an email to deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association and is broadcast with ecclesial permission from J. Terry Stive, Bishop of Memphis in Tennessee. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe. There's always room for one more at our table.